0: Organic farming is steadily increasing. That's good.
1: Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse.
0: The climate change affects ever more parts of the world. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity.
1: Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous.
2: They say more than half of Europe's consumers recognise its symbol for organic products and rate it positively. It's a simple green leaf, with the 12 stars of the EU ringing its inside. You can see why it's that many people. The leaf carries a bundle of associations in a wordless, clean, easy-on-the-eye design. Buy our products, it says, because they're kind to the environment and chemical-free trust our products because they're certified under criteria developed by an institution renowned for its appetite for standards and regulations, the European Union. That little green leaf, which if you held it in your hand would weigh practically nothing, represents a lot more than airy, feel-good ideas for everyone involved in Europe's organic food chain – producers, sellers, consumers, environment and climate activists, policymakers. All have a stake in the success of a logo that, 11 years after it first appeared, packs an increasingly hefty punch. In this, our third podcast on organic food, we'll be exploring the Green Leaf with a cast of experts and politicians with a shared but variously motivated interest in its expansion. Welcome to Food for Europe with me, Paul Anderson. And welcome also to Irène Toleré, French member of the European Parliament and a vineyard owner near Montpellier in the south of France, who will be sharing her views on everything logo-related. First, for a definition, what, Irène Toleré constitutes for you organic?
0: Organic is a production specification that defines a product and embraces certain products and nothing else. It's one of the production specifications most clearly defined today by the European Union. However, it's not about specifications that necessarily have an impact on the natural environment.
2: Yet despite these measures, we're seeing now a proliferation of pretenders, all manner of new labels, certifications and denominations, all of them promising products free of the chemical trappings of intensive farming. Irene Toleré, how do you see this development and how can consumers be assured that the purity promised on the label is what's actually inside the
0: packaging? I believe we are at a crossroads and that Europe will have a very important role to play. For sure, there are a lot of small labels or claims of authenticity and they're increasing. But if we don't manage to establish the facts about what is behind them, then we risk that consumers will lose confidence in all labels. So you really have to be very clear. Today we have to convince consumers of the added value that these products bring. It is very important that we have reinforced controls to avoid fraud, as well as regular controls on product quality. We also really need to strengthen controls on imports since, as of today, the European Union is not self-sufficient in in organic products. We import a lot of organics, but it is vital that the products we import respect the vision and expectations which consumers have of organic farming.
2: Uh, We've heard often that Uh, people complain that the process from farm to fork, as it were, is very vulnerable to fraud. And I'd like to know, where does this take place principally in your experience? How worried are you um, about it? And what do you think the EU should be doing more in terms of its rules and regulations?
0: The type of fraud that exists today with organic products can be, for example, to go and buy non-organic products in a country which has a different tracing system for phytosanitary products and then use them on organic crops. So we can see what's going on. We have very clear statistics and the means for tracing in this area. But it's still important that the European Union sets up monitoring systems or supports the member states setting them up in the sales of pesticides, so that we do not have the opportunity for fraud there.
2: Let's hear the views of other members of the European Parliament on some of the issues just raised, both organic farmers themselves. First, Benoit Bito, MEP from France.
0: It's
1: not a commercial label, it is an official sign of quality which is very rigorously controlled by an independent control body. So when you have the organic agriculture logo, you have a guarantee of a product that has not been treated with synthetic pesticides or synthetic fertilizers, either on the crop itself or in the soil, and which has used no genetically modified organisms. But the German MEP Martin
2: Häusling warns that with the proliferation of certifications out there, there's a danger
1: consumers will become overwhelmed by too much information. At some point the consumer says, "Okay, everything is fine, but what criteria do I actually use to do my shopping now? and then we confuse the consumer more than we do him or her any good. There is a high level of consumer satisfaction with the organic label, including those labels that the associations have. Even so, in the end, the consumer will look into those too. So back to Irene Tolere and an issue she has written about
2: in the past, European food sovereignty. What is it? Also, how important is it in the constellation of Europe's other problems?
0: We put ourselves in a position of almost surrealistic weakness, whereby food products, and therefore agricultural products, are part of the first tier of vital needs, and that, on a European level, it appears very important to coordinate European food production for the entire territory of Europe. In a way that's regionalized, so that if we have a new pandemic tomorrow, there'll be no question of a problem of hunger arising. We all remember the first lockdown, where people rushed to buy flour. It's a real issue, and it's important we work on it.
2: So, will the organic label remain the preserve of just a part of the population? What is its place and the agriculture it serves in the wider debate?
0: The role of organic in this question of food sovereignty, I don't know if that's how I would phrase it. The moment we work on food sovereignty, we work on re-establishing the localization, not only of certain agricultural production, but also of its transformation. In Europe, we have the development on one hand of rural areas and on the other hand of urban areas. It is important that the agricultural production that we're going to re-establish on a local basis or that we're going to transform should be in line with a concept I would characterize as global health, human health, environmental health, and economic health. Of course, organic has its role to play in this, but not as primary objective. The primary objective is to improve our food resilience within the European Union. And to do that Organic is undoubtedly one of the best solutions in the process of relocalisation.
2: At a farmer's market in a leafy suburb of Brussels, some, but not all, instantly recognise the logo. However, many relate to
1: its ambitions. I'm selling organic, local products. My friend over there, he's selling organic food, yes, but mainly from overseas. For me, the term organic is nice, but the most important thing is to go local. It creates jobs, and if they do organic, it's better still.
2: So, organic is as much for them a declaration of community solidarity and cohesion as of the authenticity of a product. But a final word of warning from Irene Toleray, who says the success of organic should be seen in its wider economic context.
0: I would tend to be very careful about fully buying into that. We are very far from our objectives. We must be careful not to go too fast so as not to become unstuck. Don't forget that at the present time, a lot of organic is much more expensive to produce. What is the consequence of that? If you have a price crash, suddenly we'll no longer be interesting to be a farmer in the European Union. And that means that our organic food will only be imported.
2: That's all for this podcast. Our next one is in one week, as the European Commission launches its organic action plan for the coming years. We'll be looking at that, as well as the organic scene internationally, including the principle of equivalence whereby the different organic production criteria of a third country exporting to Europe, let's say for example the United States, should meet Europe's own guarantees. Is it that simple? Until then, stay safe and healthy. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. From me, Paul Anderson, and the rest of the team on Food for Europe, goodbye.
0: Organic farming is steadily increasing. That's good.
1: Pour parler d'agriculture et d'Europe à la jeunesse.
0: The climate van der immer weitere Teile der Welt. Farmers help us bring nature back and preserve biodiversity.
1: Ceux qui sont dans le rouge s'en sortent quand ils font plus vert. La qualité dans ce pays, elle doit être là pour tous.